This is a Federal News Network podcast. An arbitrator has delivered a telling assessment of the president's 2018 workforce executive orders. They're a violation of longstanding federal labor relations law. Yep, federal employee unions are still fighting those executive orders on collective bargaining and official time. The National Treasury Employees Union says it scored a recent victory in the ongoing legal battle over them. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with the latest. Nicole, let's start with the executive orders. Give us a quick reminder of what those are. I can't believe it's been two years already. I can't either, Tom, believe that it's been two years. But uh, so these executive orders, the president signed them May 2018. A federal district judge ultimately invalidated about nine key provisions of them in uh, August of 2018. And then a little over a year later, the uh, U.S. Appeals Court reversed the decision over jurisdictional reasons, basically saying that the federal district court didn't have the jurisdiction to make the decision to begin with and that the injunction would uh, expire on those executive orders, meaning that agencies would be free to implement them as they were originally written and intended by the president. So that brings us to, let's see, about late fall of 2019. And in issuing the appeals decision, the court said that really unions who had complaints with these executive orders should go through a variety of administrative avenues to deal with those complaints. And the one administrative avenue that it brought up was the Federal Labor Relations Authority. The FLRA doesn't have a general counsel. So that Avenue isn't really an option for federal employees. And so what unions have been doing is they have been filing grievances, filing unfair labor practice complaints with agencies, and then ultimately they're going to arbitration. And that brings us to this decision between the National Treasury Employees Union and U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Got it. So what did the arbitrator exactly say here? So this is pretty interesting, Tom. So the arbitrator went through a few different things. First, the arbitrator said that the provisions of the executive orders, and they they aren't all of them. NTEU had some issues with, for example, the cap on official time, the 25% cap that limits you to basically an hour per uh, bargaining unit member a year in official time, as well as a few other different pieces of the executive orders. Ultimately, the arbitrator said that those provisions, yeah, were contrary to the Federal Service Labor Management Relations Relations Statute of 1978. And this is what unions have been saying in their arguments. This was the argument that the unions had brought forth to the federal district court. The arbitrator agreed with them here in a sense. Then the arbitrator said that by implementing these executive orders, PTO committed unfair labor practices because they implemented them. And there's some timing to this as well. So, you know, PTO implemented the portions of the executive orders that it wanted to before bargaining with NTEU and NTEU claimed that it needed to bargain. So there's several back and forth, you know, pieces to this as well. But ultimately, the arbitrator said that PTO committed unfair labor practices in implementing them. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. All right, so the court went one way, and now you have this arbitrator saying this thing, that they are violations. Now what? I think the the arbitrator's decision and some of the language that he used is pretty telling, and I'll just read a portion of the decision here. 
so at one point, the arbitrator says the issue is whether the president by EO can undermine Congress's specific statutory scheme for how collective bargaining should be conducted in the federal sector. This arbitrator's answer is that he cannot. To answer otherwise would allow the president to effectively amend acts of Congress. So that's the first argument. And then the second argument is that the arbitrator basically says that while the agency may have believed in good faith that it was required to implement the EOs, that does not change the fact that the agency must bear the consequences of choosing to implement the EOs that conflicted with agreement uh, provisions that were then in effect at that point. So I think those words are telling. Ultimately, though, the agency PTO can file exceptions to the arbitrator's decision, and the decision could go to court, which it's unclear if that will happen here. I asked USPTO for a comment, and they declined to comment in this particular situation. So we're really not sure what's next, although NTEU says that this is really how it's going to be until these executive orders are repealed by maybe another president. Uh, you know, NTEU is basically saying that, look, this is how it's going to have to go. There are many grievances out there from different employee unions. And our goal in this is to chip away piece by piece at the uh, you know, legal arguments behind these executive orders. Right, because this arbitrator was only in the specific case of NTEU and the Patent and Trademark Office, but there's probably dozens of instances where an arbitrator at this point would be needed. Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of ongoing battles. I mean, specifically the VA and AFGE come to mind as, you know, ongoing uh, disputes there that we'll eventually report on when there's a decision from the impasses panel. There's a lot going on with these executive orders, and the arbitrator only is commenting on PTO's application of the EOs and its action in implementing them. Well, this hill is so high, they need a Sherpa to get over this one. And while we have you, Nicole, there's also news on the Postal Service and the payroll tax deferral, which only the federal government in the executive branch is, is uh, imposing on employees or granting, depending on your point of view. And so what's going on with the Postal Service? USPS said just the other day that they would not implement the president's payroll tax deferral. They said they reviewed IRS guidance, guidance from the Office of Management and Budget, and they decided that after looking at the impact on the organization and the employees, they would not implement it. Now, you know, it's not necessarily a surprise that USPS is not implementing this. I mean, the guidance, the mandatory, you must uh, take this deferral, seems to only apply to the military and those civilian executive branch agencies. Judicial branch agencies, for example, can opt in or out whether you know they want to do this as well. That was according to the Interior Business Center. So, you know, you are seeing some entities in government say, you know, no thanks to this. All right. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.